to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course, the music. This week, I'm joined by Ellie Hart, who founded Melt Magazine and Lead DIY. Ellie is a newcomer into DIY, but she's hit the ground running to really shape this community. Melt is a website she launched out of college whose acronym stands for Music Ellie Listen To Today. With Melt Magazine, Ellie creates playlists and comments on the music itself, along with a few album reviews. She's just getting started and killing it with her personal, rich stories. And on top of that, she's running a nonprofit called Lead DIY, or Lighting and Epilepsy Awareness Development in DIY, which works to equip bands and venues with signage related to if a show is safe for individuals who may be at risk for epileptic seizures. Ellie and I talk about her love of music, how she expresses her passion for different bands, epilepsy, and so much more. So let's not keep you waiting any longer and introduce you to Ellie. For joining me, Ellie, on Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How are things in Jersey? They're in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> no, things are good. Just, you know, had a fun night last night, chilling out, lazy Sunday. Doing sounds per- stuff. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Oh, I love the sound of that. And I'm so excited to be able to talk to you about all these awesome projects that you have. You run Melt Magazine and uh, Lead DIY, which is amazing. So, but before we get into all the awesome things that you're working on, I kind of want to learn from you a little bit about how you kind of first got into DIY and started getting interested in music. So I, you know, I'd always had an interest in music. Um, I started out as a music business major uh, at Belmont University in Tennessee. And then I didn't like the program very much. So just like the culture of that specific major so I switched to journalism um which is working out moderately well for me right now (laughs) but in terms of DIY I actually just like very recently got kind of started and evolved I had I went to my first like ever DIY show in New Jersey in the beginning of March and I started yeah so I'm I'm very new in comparison Mm-hmm. I'm a little, I'm 23. I'm a little old <laughs> to be new in DIY. No, there's never a wrong time to get involved. <laughs> yeah, true. But <laughs> I'm not old in a lot of respects, in the world, <laughs> but in DIY, I feel, I feel like I'm trying to be cool with the youths. 
Um, but yeah, so I got involved, um, went to like one show, loved the people there. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, I'm not a musician. I don't know anything about tech. I don't have space to like host shows or anything. I live with my parents. Mm -hmm. um, so what can I do? And then given my journalism major, came back to writing. Um, but I had never really, in terms of writing about music, I had kind of always said like, yes, I like doing, I like writing and I like writing about me, or I like music, but I don't like to write about music, which is a weird thing to, for me six months ago to say. <laughs> um, so yeah, I decided to kind of start Melt on my own terms and be like, okay, uh, let, let's do this. Let's do whatever we want. Cause I, I only like love reviewing albums unless I'm like really passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And I like, I'm not great at reviewing shows. So I kind of just started on doing like playlists and that way just met a lot of people featured anything from like, small like midwest emo bands to um to like on my own from lame is in the same playlist melt literally stands for music ellie listened to today so I, I really do how did you come up with that acronym i i don't really know i think my sister helped and then yeah settled on because i was trying to have her design a logo i ended up designing it but i think that came out of melt came out of that process that's so cool. I love it. And it's really catchy. It's impossible to forget. It's really great. No, it's fantastic. And it, I think just because the way it's spelled out, it makes it feel very personal from the start, everything that you're putting together. Yeah. That's so cool. Was there like a band or like any particular music that kind of motivated you to start making these playlists or have you just always liked putting them together? I've always kind of liked putting them together. Um, I was working, when I started Melt, I was working in the city at Billboard, mm -hmm. and I, so I had a three and a half hour commute combined every day, so I was like, wow, I'm listening to music, I have all this time, like, might as well start doing something with it, so that kind of gave me the opportunity to start Melt, and then it just continued for... You know, I did a daily playlist for almost four months every day. Wow. That's a commitment. <laughs> yeah. I, with some, the other stuff that I have going on right now, it's, it's not really quite possible to do one every day anymore, but I'm always taking guest submissions if you'd like to do a guest playlist. Hell yeah. That would be so much fun. And like, what I like about that is I'm sure for you, if you're taking these commutes like every day you kind of don't want to hear the same music every time that you start your commute. You kind of want to hear different shuffles and iterations. Was that possibly why you chose to do different daily playlists as well? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. And I kind of just went into, into it with the attitude, like, okay, like, judgment-free zone of what I'm listening to, like, that day. Like, I would have, like, Shred Cruise by Mom Jeans on for, like, eight playlists in a row because it was one of the songs that I was like listening to that day that's so, awesome I kind of just didn't try to put any pressure on myself to write something a certain way no that's fun because then it's like you're kind of 
I think that whenever you do follow those kind of playlists, then you can kind of see the thread of like what it is that you really love or what your what bands you're really excited about. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. And so like you're doing a little bit of writing, of course, some of the reviews here and there. Um, what, how do you decide what album or what artist you want to write about? Is there something that kind of grabs you or helps you decide? Um, I've, so I've done kind of like, two, like two real, like a lot of heart put in album reviews. Yeah. They're really great by the way. I liked the Just Friends one and I really liked, um, oh shoot, my, I'm blanking right now. The, it was the most recent one. It was, um, Mercy by, or Mercy, oh my God. Safe Face, it. yes. Safe Face. I don't know. I just, re- I've just realized that I don't know. It's Mercy, right? No. Um, Mercy, yeah, I think so. Oh my God. No, but it's still awesome. I've, I've never had to say the album title name out loud before, so. That's so funny. No worries. Oh my gosh. It's but. like, we can make it sound like super French if we want to. Exactly. <laughs> Mercy. <I took> <laughs> no that's great no but I liked reading both of those because they felt very personal and you could tell where like the music was actually impacting you personally yeah and and that's what I when I'm doing an album review that's what like drives me to do it like I find it one of the other reasons I did daily playlists is because I like don't have a very long attention span sure unless it's something that I really like set on love I um I like can't I don't really like reviewing albums in that way but I, I pretty much have to have like a like a just insanely love it mm-hmm. uh, and have it have like variation to it and different you know sorts of things to break it up like one of my favorite tracks on the Just Friends record um was the the radio one in in the middle that's name is currently escaping me um because it just, like, broke up the album, and it was like, okay, like, these guys, you know, guys and girls and everyone, uh, are, like, taking what they do seriously, but they're also having fun while they're doing it. Yeah, they're such a fun band in general, too. <laughs> I know. I took my dad to see them in Asbury Park. Oh, really? How was that? It was good. It was good. He's in a dad band. <laughs> he always threatens to play um, Supersonic. So oh yeah, band to play Supersonic. He plays trumpet. That's awesome. Damn. Well, what a perfect night it sounds like to be able to do that. Oh yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. So, how do you kind of approach putting together playlists? I know that you mentioned um there are a lot of the songs that you really like and stuff. Is there ever any kind of like method or like theme that you kind of take into consideration with some of the newer ones that you do here and there? Um. Some of the newer ones, I try to make a little longer. Normally, it's 10 to 12 songs. Um, okay. Anywhere between, like, 8 and 12, basically. Uh, but the new ones, I try and, like, have be a little longer. Um, I do often try to feature my friends as much as I can. That's awesome. Um, and I don't know. It'll kind of just, again, like, playlist is just, like, what I'm feeling that day, like, you know, it can be anything from something I heard on the radio, like the new Ariana Grande song, like, slash album. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, it really is, like, just intuitive of what I want to put on the playlist. Like, I don't, like, know if I have, like, a 
better way to describe it than that because I'm just like, oh, I like that. Let's put it on the playlist. <laughs> That's so great. It, it, like, doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense, but, like, you know, you like what you like, you dislike what you dislike, so. No, that's great, and, like, that's a lot of personality to kind of put in there, that kind of variety to it, so that's fun to be able to do, and I like that you've kind of really taken ownership of, like, because playlists to me are, like, the modern mixtape kind of thing to be able to put out there and stuff, and it's so cool that it's we're now in a place where we can share that with everybody like you don't have to burn like a copy or a dozen copies to share with your friends it's just it's out there yeah yeah exactly have you had anybody reach out to you and be like man I really love this playlist or this is such a great release that you put out there um I don't think about an individual playlist Mm -hmm. um necessarily but there are definitely like days where I'm like oh like okay, I'm exhausted, I need to just put things that I like on this playlist, and then there are other days where I'm, like, I, like, I need to, excuse me, (laughs) like, I put, like, a lot of, like, thought and effort into this Mm -hmm. playlist, so it's, it's also cool to see, like, the response from the band, too, it's kind of nice. Yeah, I'm sure, and then, like, you know, these, some of these playlists will pick up, like, a lot of momentum and stuff, and gets the bands energized, because they end up on some of these playlists, so... Yeah, I was saying to my mom the other day, um, she's my best friend, I made her a PowerPoint so Mm -hmm. she could go through and know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about music stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I was talking to her the other day and I was like, yeah, you know, like, I like doing what I do with the smaller bands and I am not sure about what I'm going to do in terms of monetization moving forward. But I like doing the smaller bands because it it's really cool to be someone's like the first thing that like features their band. Yeah. Like publication or playlist or you know, whatever. But yeah, that's a big part of why I do what I do. I get that. It's very gratifying when you're able to help somebody who's really working to grow and succeed with their music and stuff. Um, I recently just started writing for the alternative and like it's I'm having a blast doing that. it's fun and you get to share your music that you're really excited about and they're often bands that are extremely deserving so yeah Mm -hmm. it makes Uh, it awesome I know it's so fun it's the best part I'm like in the process of writing for the alternative right now fuck yeah join us (laughs) I I have I'm oh a show review right now but that's besides the point um but no I just I'm really happy to be working with them because I want to come up with or like I have all these like ideas for content that just Mm -hmm. I do not have the means to do and like silly things like I think I'm gonna be partnering with the alternative on this but it was an idea that I had a little while ago and uh, I want to do and who knows if this can actually come to fruition but at best I want to do like drunk history of DIY Oh, fuck yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> so get, like, one of the bands, like, drunk, and then tell, uh, like, the history of one of their friends' bands, and <laughs> cover one of their friends' band songs while drunk. That sounds like a blast. That would be fucking hilarious. Oh my gosh, I love that idea. I hope this happens, because this could be really hilarious, even if we just did it with, like, a couple of bands. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. 
so those are the types of ideas that I get going in my head and then like don't know what to do with past that point. No, that's an awesome idea. I'm sure that this is going to happen at some point. <laughs> Fuck Maybe yeah. In the future, but. Yeah, I love it. Um, so what are some bands that you're like personally really excited about right now? I was, um, I was thinking about this question. Um, so I'm really excited about right now. Um, my friend Bree is in a band called Solik and they're fucking fantastic and I love them so much. And then of course, um, my homies, future teens. I love them so much. <laughs> they're so good. I love them so much. Seriously. Oh. They're so good. I am dying to be able to see them live at some point. Like I will at this rate gonna have to ship them down to Florida. So <laughs> the cutest. Are you drinking polar seltzer? I am drinking polar seltzer. <laughs> I think has a sponsorship from polar seltzer. <laughs> right? They would look that picture in front of like that van or something and it was ridiculous. It was yeah. awesome. I was like, hell yeah. Polar. That band's blowing up just between Polar Seltzer and, like, the Boston Sucks hats were, like, oh, yeah. in the news, which I think is hilarious. Boston. I need to get me one of those. I know. I think it'd be fun to have down here in Florida because we get so many people who, like, are snowbirds from the Northeast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would just like to see reactions from people. Boston, just the side, the, the Boston-level side I get from some people. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny. Plus, like, I don't know. I I love the song where that reference comes from, so it's perfect. So great. Well, damn, those are really great bands to mention and stuff. I just get all excited now that you've mentioned Future Teens. Yeah, and Big Fan. They're very up and coming, and I love them very much. Oh, yeah, they're so good. I think they just finished up a tour, so. Uh, I'm not sure. They just just played with... um, with Hodera, I think. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if they're recording anything right now. Fingers crossed. I always want to hear any things from them. That's awesome. Well, to kind of switch gears, I want to talk to you a little bit about Lead as well. Um, How did you kind of get that project first going? Well, um, I'd been thinking about it for a while, uh, trying to kind of figure out how to do, you know, some sort of epilepsy awareness thing. And I do have epilepsy, so, you know, it's an issue literally close to my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was, like, toying around the idea and not really sure, like, how to do it or where to start. And then uh, the new Incredibles movie came out, and a bunch of my friends saw it at midnight, and they all texted me afterwards and was like, and were like, um, no, you can't go see it. There's, like, a bunch of, like, seizure-causing stuff. And I was like, no. The Incredibles is, like, my one of my top ten favorite movies ever. Oh. I can't go see the sequel. That has to be so disappointing, because it's, like, there was, it seems like there was no thought from the creators about that possible situation. Yeah. And, like, that was my, that was one of the things I was most angry about, is, mm-hmm. you know, Disney has probably a thousand-person PR team, and, mm-hmm. like, that just crossed, no, no one thought that was important to mention. Or no one knew that it was important to mention. Yeah. And that happens in movies. And yeah. think about shows where lights strobe and, you know, people try to do all this crazy stuff. I think particularly with the more, like, artsy kind of styled um, yeah. music in particular, 
you know, people get experimental. They want to sync things up with the way that the music is playing. And yeah. And like, in in terms of like lighting design, I I don't know. Well, disclaimer: while I'm talking about epilepsy, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I yeah. I just have my opinions and thoughts that have formed as a result of having epilepsy for ten years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with lighting design, like, okay, so just to go back and kind of explain the general concept of LEAD to those Yeah. Um, so LEAD stands for Lighting and Epilepsy Awareness Development. Uh, it's the name is LEAD DIY. So it's Lighting and Epilepsy Awareness Development in DIY. Uh, so we, um, I say we, it's just me. <laughs> um, but the goal is to be able to ship um, laminated copies of the three types of signs um, to people. And basically, it's a safe sign. So you would hang a sign at your show that says there's no you know, seizure, lighting, seizure-inducing. Uh, we're actually going to change the language from safe to low risk. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a caution level. So you know, if you have kind of more rapidly roaming lights, like a little bit of lasers, you know, stuff like along those lines, like intense flashers, um, then that maybe that'd be a caution one. Mm -hmm. And then a warning level sign, which is basically like, okay, this show had, it's like a EDM metal show level lights, <laughs> like just flashing and, you know, yeah. and stuff all the time. So the kind of goal of lead is to provide safety by hanging those signs for people who need them mm -hmm. and for people who aren't who don't need them um kind of just make them aware like oh this is something that people think about what was the question <laughs> <laughs> no you answered it <laughs> okay cool yay <laughs> no that makes complete sense um and it's really important because that's i feel like so many people who go to shows who do not have epilepsy or do not know somebody who has epilepsy they don't consider this whatsoever yeah. it's either the the artists who are designing their set the venues don't probably consider it to that same extent either at that point so it's pretty critical actually thinking about it how important it would be to have this kind of like signage accessible at different venue spaces yeah. um what did you have like a bad experience one time or like what kind of made you decide that you know this was especially important in music so i i've never i've actually never had a bad experience with trying to figure out lighting okay um, that's so good epilepsy but i'm not super photosensitive so photosensitive is like sensitive to flashing light yeah and different light so i have never had like a never had a seizure or anything at a show but uh i have in like tests tested positive to where that like those flashing lights affect my brain yeah um, but only after like an extended period of time and you know i play it safe so i ask uh, people run the venue or people doing lighting ahead of time like hey is this something like through Melt's account like any show I go to I'll tweet like at the band in the venue to like ask about just to you know kind of create the same amount of awareness um, but yeah I mean I just kind of thought it was important because I started it originally with the intent of kind of just doing it at house shows mm -hmm. and 
you know, just having people write, you know, I'll send out these, uh, these flyers to bands and then also they're online so you can print them. So I kind of assume people would mostly be using the safe ones because like my initial thought was, okay, let's just kind of do this where I have, you know, a small realm of influence. Sure. Um, but now there's kind of getting up a little bit. We have to like kind of rework our system. Um, but I, but yeah so it's it's something that uh is a personal issue to me but I know is a much more personal issue to a bunch of other people like uh I think it's something I forget the exact statistic but I think it's something around like three million Americans have um epilepsy so it's a huge, epilepsy is a huge scale. It's from, you know, some people have many, like, what I like to call, describe as, like, Hollywood seizures. So if someone's, like, getting possessed in a movie and they kind of, like, rapidly shake and foam at the mouth and lose consciousness, like, some people have multiple of those seizures, mm-hmm. like, a day. And then some people have, you know, more called like petite mall seizures which means they kind of just you know like not necessarily lose consciousness but are unaware like staring into space they can't really control anything maybe lose bladder control but you know it's a huge spectrum like all of those people still have epilepsy regardless of you know how severe your epilepsy is it's like you still have epilepsy so yeah, and it sounds like there's a spectrum for uh, sensitivity, too, because some people may be highly sensitive, some may have minor sensitivity. It's going to vary, so it's important to be able to accommodate people from all areas of the spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Well, that kind of consideration, I think, is so important when it comes to DIY and making sure that that, because for, for me, it's like I always have the strong belief that what happens in DIY kind of permeates larger culture at some point so it's like that awareness can actually be taken to mainstream at that point if you will so it's like that kind of consciousness I feel like starts in our community and it's cool to see that you're making that effort in this community so yeah um in combination with uh platypus zine Mm -hmm. uh, yes on friday Mm-hmm. Yes, on Friday, <laughs> we released a um, a Joyce Manor cover compilation, um, and all of the proceeds go to benefit uh, me buying more ten by thirteen envelopes so I can ship stuff out to lead um, to lead people. But it's got a bunch of super awesome artists and a bunch of fucking great Joyce Manor covers. You should go give it a listen. Hell yeah. The listening, go give it a listen. It's name your price, so pay a dollar for it if you can. I love it. That's amazing, because that, that kind of stuff will make it easier for you to be able to have the supplies to get everything out there to people. Yeah. Um, do you have, like, an idea of maybe how many, like, venues or bands that you've been able to kind of work with so far? Um, how many? I've sent out. I'm a little bit unsure of the reach mm-hmm. at this 
point because I just learned this the other day. Um, Future Teens, the purest band, the most wholesome. Um, <laughs> they, they took some of my signs on tour and they were handing them out to uh, people at venues. That's um, awesome. So, of that. so uh, they're like on the, like across the country now, we have anywhere from some in Florida to mm-hmm. um, Cassie from Half Access has some um has some in portland so we're kind of like mostly in new jersey the northeast because that's where i know people yeah also like pretty much all corners of the country which is so fucking cool (laughs) that is amazing well it's exciting that it's already starting to spread and whenever you're able to put it with a touring band like future teens that's gonna spread to like probably every venue that they stop at on tour so yeah and if you'd like a packet um, for anyone who's listening, uh, I'll sh- I'm probably doing a shipment within the next couple days, but I'll ship you, um, any, all sorts of the signs. There's, uh, I usually ship out two of each type of sign. They're laminated copies. And I also ship out, um, a kind of like safety FAQ on epilepsy sheet with that. So if if you'd like one, email um, lead.diy.nj at gmail.com or just DM Melt Magazine and I'll hook you up. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to direct a lot of really cool spaces here in Tampa Bay to yeah. get in touch with you because it would be so cool. And I think it's so important. And we have a decent amount of bands that come through that do play heavier music or, you know, just in general that like to play with lighting. So it's yeah. good to make those bands aware and also be able to make the community aware. It's yeah. so awesome what you're doing. And I don't want any, like my, one of my biggest fears of this is to kind of feel that people who are like lighting te- technicians, lighting directors who run like lights, I that I'm coming after them. I'm not, I'm just trying to like, I know like what you do is a, tra- is a craft and you work really hard to learn how to do it and it adds so much to a show i'm just you know trying to get like everyone to keep everyone safe (laughs) if that stuff is going on where it's to a point where you can't um where other people might not be safe absolutely because it's like i think that you know it's like you said it's like you can really add to a show but if there are folks in the crowd maybe they need to know to step outside for like a portion of the set or like you know just like, go take a break or, like, go somewhere, go get a, go to the bar, get a drink if you want to, or go to the restroom, do whatever you can to kind of know that you need to maybe step away at some point, because it's, it's, it's a part of, I think, self-care, being able to preserve yourself. Yeah, exactly. So, it's, like, respect to the artists who are putting in all that work, but, you know, you have to be able to take care of your crowd, too. Yeah, exactly. And oh, that's awesome. Yeah. just want everyone to be safe. No, that's so important. And I love that attitude and I love that focus. That's so great. Um, what are some things that you'd like to be able to do with lead kind of going into the future? Um, any kind of opportunities or like what would you see happen next? Um, wow. I, I'm, I, so we just finished up this Joyce Manor cover comp that was consuming my life briefly. Um, <laughs> then I get, we have some other stuff on the come up, but 
also I'd kind of like to, you know, get in and talk to some more, uh, like, I don't know, just do some more interviews about it, do some more stuff to like benefit it because I have no money uh, <laughs> <laughs> and try to uh, talk with some people who may be in more of like the mainstream music industry, like, you know, talk to like lawyers and people who run venues and artists and lighting directors and try and come up with a task force of people who like our expertise in one of the areas that this may involve and try and like come up with solutions or mm -hmm. ways to do this better with like a group of people that kind of you know knows the legal aspect or know is like a neurologist or someone who runs like an arena venue because I you know I, I know how to do this for a house I have no idea how it, I would do it for anything besides like a 500 cap venue. <laughs> so. No, that makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, because you're familiar with, of course, like house shows and like smaller venues and stuff, do you have any kind of like advice that you would give to maybe bands or like folks who work venues on kind of how to approach it? Um, of course, you'd have the signage in mind, but. Yeah, so um, if you're having a show with lights, um, if you can, I was actually talking about this on like the Facebook comments of something the other day. Um, but when designing show flyers, try and work in, you know, and I'd be, I'm still trying to kind of come up with a solution to this problem too, like denotation on a flyer, like just sort of one sort of small symbol in the corner of what the lighting might be like. Um, mm -hmm. Just make sure everyone at the show is informed of, or who's like working, who runs the show is, kind of informed ahead of time like what's going to get be going on with lighting maybe um if there is going to be some sort of lighting look up just educate yourself a bit on uh, seizure first aid um which i i do have that first aid sheet that i'm sending out with the packets now so hopefully that'll be helpful that's awesome so yeah just kind of be aware you know don't be like don't be like freaked out by the idea of this happening because it happens more. It's scary looking. Like it really is. It's kind of terrifying to see someone have a big seizure, but it happens more often than we think it does. Mm -hmm. um, if it's someone who has seizures regularly, it's not that it's not a big deal, but like it's something they're probably used to in one way or another. Um, yeah, I'd just say number one thing is just know the first aid, like, in case, because uh, let's do a quick lesson, shall we? Absolutely. <laughs> so, okay, put try and put the person on their side. So if they, you know, like, throw up, they don't choke on it. Mm -hmm. And then maybe put something like soft under their head, like a folded jacket or something, but not like too cushy. Um, and then if you actually, if you know that they have a history of seizures and they haven't hurt themselves in some other way, like they didn't, you know, like cut themselves on something when they were falling, wait till they wake up to see if you need to call an ambulance because ambulance bills are fucking expensive. 
and yeah. plenty of times that I've woken up and someone's like after a seizure and there are people from the ambulance there and I'd be with you know people that I already knew and it's like well I can't blame you for calling the ambulance but also you could have saved me $600 and driven me to the ER. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's one of the challenges, especially because we're in kind of like a precarious age where things are expensive. It's hard enough. So it makes sense to kind of have that kind of caution and awareness. Oh, I have one more first aid tip. Sorry. Yes. (laughs) It's the one I am most passionate about. Um, Don't put anything to like protect the inside of anyone's mouth like in their mouth like the rumor is you know you're supposed to put a weld in in their mouth don't do that because you want to like make sure the airway is flowing like biting your cheek hurts biting your tongue hurts but you know you gotta be able to breathe (laughs) yeah it's gotta be number one (laughs) yeah yeah and i've woken up with a bloody tongue before but it's better than like losing brain function because you're kind of you know, restricted from breathing for a while. No, that makes sense. Well, these are all really important pieces of information to have because you just never know that can happen at any given time for some folks. And some folks have a lot of sensitivity and stuff. So that kind of awareness is super important. And for a lot of folks going to like festivals and stuff, that's really important to think about because yeah, absolutely. You know, whether you're going to like a smaller festival or a larger one, you have a high chance of running into possibly strobing lighting. So having that awareness, especially when you're in a crowd, has got to be super important. Yeah, especially during, so they, people in general have, with epilepsy, have what they call like a seizure threshold. Mm -hmm. So I'm on two types of medicine right now, but my seizure threshold gets lowered if like I've been up for a really long time amount of time or if I'm really stressed sure like the medication basic it's not that it won't work as well it's just like more likely for me to have like a breakthrough seizure sure for everyone and a lot of the factors are factors that would come up at festivals like being in the sun all day standing all day dehydration like just like being getting like sunburns for some people yeah getting hit in the head by crowd surfer you know well your body is still experiencing stress at that point yeah exactly and if it's like a weekend festival or a week-long festival you know you may not be sleeping very much so that could be that too but yeah just kind of be safe that's awesome all the all the uh first aid information and facts and uh printouts of the PDF and JPEGs of the signs um, are online, and I will give you the link, and we can post it in the in the some sorting. Some yeah, we'll make sure that we have links to like the page for lead in um, the show notes. So that way, everybody can access that immediately cool. and be able to register and get all that information, all those sweet signs, because that's useful stuff. And I mean. My house is the occasional DIY venue. I've done, like, it's acoustic shows typically, but I think it'd be useful to have that around just to educate people, so. Yeah, exactly. Like, so this, you know, like, if there's no lights at a show, the safe signs are, like, necessary, but you could, like, live without them, you know? Yeah. The point of having them is so other people realize, like, or so the people with epilepsy don't have to ask around 
and so other people also mainly realize like oh like I should be thinking about this yeah absolutely so that's awesome well thank you so much for sharing your knowledge on um you know being being able to have lead epilepsy in general first aid all that is super helpful I think and I feel like I've learned so much from you just in our conversation (laughs) so that's awesome to me thank you um so just to switch gears here for a second you know I asked you a lot about what you wanted to be able to do with lead um what kind of stuff would you like to be able to do with melt um going forward as well um I'm not sure I'm kind of just taking it a day at a time with melt I like work a lot of the time I'll do guest playlists so Mm -hmm. you know an artist will come on and do and like actually do kind of like just the songs that they're listening to whether it be like a theme of like what it's what inspired our new EP or just like my friend DMs me and he's like hey can I make a guest playlist today and I'm like yeah sure why not (laughs) so anyone can make a guest playlist like literally anyone like I think my mom made one that's awesome hell yeah go mom (laughs) so yeah I don't know I'd like to kind of continue just doing that doing the occasional review um maybe expand to you know more like like quirky content kind of like the drunk history of DIY thing I was talking about (laughs) so just you know silly shit like that try and keep it original that sounds like fun. Well, everybody's going to have to make sure that they keep up with uh, Mel and Lead. That's so exciting for you to have all these awesome, fun projects to be able to continue to just really shift things as far as culture goes, as far as I'm concerned, because <laughs> both of those are awesome. Um, where can everybody keep up with you on the internet? Um, oh, boy. All over the place. Um, so my uh, my all of my social media, uh, which is like for Melt, is just at Melt Magazine, except Melt has two T's. So it's M E L T T Magazine on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, but I'm mostly on Twitter. Okay. And all the lead DIY updates are through that. Um, and then my personal um, is just. Ellie underscore heart, that's H A R T <laughs> underscore Bo T H O. Um, and that's again like on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. Well, everybody's gonna have to make sure they hit follow and subscribe and keep mm-hmm. up with you with all that stuff because these are some really exciting and important projects that you're working on. So I'm excited. Yeah. Well, best of luck with lead and everything that you're doing with that and melt. So thanks so much for joining. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm so
You just heard Just Friends. Thank you so much to Ellie for educating us on epilepsy and the importance of awareness. Like we discussed, it's so important to respect the work that light engineers put in as well as members of the crowd. And the materials that Ellie is putting together are an excellent step toward a unified inclusive solution. So make sure to reach out to lead DIY for any flyering materials and keep an eye out for the excellent playlist from Melt. Make sure to grab the copy of the Joyce Manor's cover benefit compilation. All the money is going to go toward helping distribute all these awesome materials. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and so many more apps. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work on publicity, book shows, have a nonprofit, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work and let's chat. If you're in the neighborhood of Gainesville in October, come check out the very first Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion live show. Check it out at 4.30 p.m. on October 27th at the Hippodrome. The event is free to all fest goers, so come hang out. I'd love to meet you and talk tunes. Plus, I have some really awesome guests, including Gutless, Expert Timing, and Slingshot Dakota. You know you want to come hang out with us. So, until next time, stay angry and educate your favorite venue and bands on accessibility. Such a day.